You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh, hi there. You're looking swell this morning. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio for a Tuesday. Is that stampede hangover now fully set in or you're starting to move on with your life? It was so peaceful down by me. I I didn't even miss it. Really? Yeah. But but again, you're just a cynical guy. Very. So <laughs> Glad it's over. No, no. I'm I gonna mean, enjoy these next 350 days without stampede. Hey, I mean, yeah. I mean, if this, you know, mm-hmm. it means the city's got to. There's other things to do. I mean, yeah, yep. the stampede's the the one number one thing. But there's there's other things to do around yep. here. So. uh you go to you go to Stamps game this weekend? Well, I guess. Yeah, yeah. They got that. It's family day this weekend. There's Folk Fest is coming up later this month. So hell yeah. I mean there's it doesn't quit. So now people in Sunnyside and Kensington can get yeah. blasted by music. Right away when you say family day, I think of the holiday. We don't they don't have family day in Alberta, yeah, they or do. do they? Yeah. 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 We the one we don't we don't name our civic holiday yet in at the in August. It's just civic holiday. Yeah? Well, it's Heritage Day. Sorry, it's Heritage, Heritage Day, in, Day in Alberta, yeah. I thought it was Simcoe Day originally. Simcoe Day? Yeah. In that's what in it Ontario? is. Yeah, well, that's what it's called originally, I think. Mm. I don't know. Maybe mm. in Ontario. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. We are not. We don't have a show that day on <laughs> no, Monday, August no, 7th. No, 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 no. Whatever that damn holiday is called, we don't have a show that day. <laughs> that I do know. Um, we got a jam-packed show. Uh, we finally captured the unicorn. Yeah, you did. We finally wrangled him in. <laughs> He's joining us at the top of the next hour. John Morosi oh, from wow, the MLB yeah. Network, NHL Network, going to join the us. Real John Morosi, the re- the actual John Morosi is going to join us. We're we're <laughs> okay. Let me just. You're 100 percent sure this is John Morosi. Hey, hey, GVP. This is the number you gave me. Yeah, it must have been. So it's in, it's Did in you your mention any NHL in it? Uh, no. Okay. 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 Oh boy. Okay. No. It, it's it is John Morosi. It has to be one of the most legendary parts of our show that you you could only. The other hear... guy said he wasn't ever coming back. So yeah, yeah. The only the only time you could ever hear if you listen live, because we deleted it from the podcast, never to be heard from again. <laughs> exactly. When when John Heyman was on instead of John Morosi, and for some reason John Heyman, we were saying, yeah, we're going to talk hockey because John Morosi loves hockey. And like he just was yeah, totally just, oblivious just to that, I guess. Running right like, sure. I don't know if he read my text. Yeah, he didn't even read it. Nope. But the actual John Morosi is going to join us at 7 o'clock. Talk about the Blue Jays, the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Who should the Jays go out there and get? Yeah. It's, Marcus Stroman's name's been floating around a lot. I know, yeah. And I know Buck brought it up that, the, you know, obviously we just, Marcus never left on the on the greatest of terms <laughs> here uh, it's a lot in of drama. Toronto. And it's still the same regime, obviously, with uh, Shapiro and Atkins. So... Uh, that might be a one you put a, put on the shelf a little bit. I was listening to Blair and Barker yesterday, and, and, and Kevin Barker brought up some good names. Like, what about like a Salvador Perez from Kansas City? Your your catcher, Ooh. your catching depth is tapped. You don't know if Danny Jansen can make it through the rest of the way. Alejandro Kirk is not Alejandro Kirk from the last couple seasons. So, if you're gonna go big fish hunting, why not go get an experienced catcher that has a World Series ring and has an experience to go win? You think in he wants to leave Kansas City though? Probably not, because Sally Perez is that type of guy. He's like yeah, yeah, Molina. So he's an extension. He's, there. Just, he's just but hey, one more kick at the can. You don't know if he's gonna be back next year. You know, that's an intriguing that's a, name. That's an intriguing name. I, Still I, hits in the middle of the order in Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, exactly. Because if there's one thing this show does, it's hot Kansas City Royals. Damn talk. right. <laughs> but no, that's that's a name I thought. You know, hey. 
that would be pretty That's good. Pretty good. I mean, obviously, there's ca- the, the pitchers are obviously going to be the number one thing because you need pitchers at this time of year. Uh, obviously, Ryu coming back, but you need the depth. You need a bullpen arm, maybe uh, somebody to bridge the gap to Romano. I know Pearson's been good there, but you don't put yep. Pearson in high leverage. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, But yeah, Salvador Perez was a name. I thought, hey, that might be pretty cool. I'm there you go. Probably won't cost you a ton either. There's something you can ask John Morosi about might. coming up. Good. You should do that. Damn right. Uh, Joe Yurden um, from Western New York. Uh, yes, Sabres guy. Uh, uh, noted Sabres, uh, noted hockey Sabres, maintenance day podcast. He's the Bleach Report. Wrote an interesting piece on uh, he ranked the teams in, in a rebuild. Yeah. I want to get why he thinks Columbus is out of C in their rebuild. Yeah. Because there's, yeah, really interesting pro- piece. With prospect, with when you look at the general prospect rankings, Columbus is a top five organization in prospect depth. I know it's probably like in the in the, the realm of their rebuild. Where are they? They're not getting out of it. And it's yeah. been a while since they've moved the needle. But I don't know. I, I think Columbus is a team to watch in the next few years for sure. Yeah. Um, we'll talk to Joe Yurden uh, coming up at uh, 730. Eight o'clock. Uh, we actually had some Flames news yesterday. Yes. Some Flames newsy. Um, Trent Cull is a new head coach of your Calgary Wranglers. Yeah. I got to be honest with you. Didn't really hear of Trent Cull before. No, Trent, uh, this was a name that uh, I think a lot of people were kind of, maybe, I don't know, surprised about, but it is uh, it's a guy with AHL experience. Uh, we spent well, about half a little over half a year with Vancouver this past season as an assistant with Bruce Boudreau before they were all let go. Uh, but was an AHL head coach at Utica and Abbotsford. Yeah. Uh, had some junior experience at Sudbury. But head coach he, of the Wolves. Uh, an AHL guy with Syracuse. Got the, two, uh, got the two Calder Cup finals. A guy that's been around. He's been around a lot of young players that need development. So I think mm-hmm. this type uh, might be a perfect name for this type of team that wants to, uh, you know, obviously, you know, their goal is to grow prospects for the Calgary Flames. Yeah, we'll see. He spoke with, uh, he was on the show yesterday with Logan and Aaron. He'll join us again at 8 a.m. today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to him at 8 o'clock. And then uh, why not? Because uh, there's still these Eric Carlson rumors <laughs> floating around. Yeah, Pittsburgh, because, Carolina. Yeah, it's it's the middle of July. Uh, hockey news is pretty much non-existent. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll talk to Dennis Bernstein, senior writer of the fourth period, Sears XM NHL host. Gets get the latest on Eric Carlson yeah. and... Again, where's all these deals? Where's all these extensions? Yeah, I saw that Carolina kind of wanted to get like another Brent Burns uh, type of steal away from San yeah. Jose, but I think this one might be a little bit harder to do than Brent Burns' deal was. Even Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. What's what's the latest on him? Is he coming back? Is he filed. not going to come back? Figure Krejci's not coming back, but uh, right. if not, he's going to go play in Europe. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. It's 18th of July now. Apparently, they're like, they're begging him sort of to come please Patrice please you, come they back. don't have any other option right, right now and it's, it's well like, they could have an option they could there's trade, a guy in Calgary yeah, exactly they could trade for a guy here they could trade for a guy in Winnipeg yep um but those are expensive yeah you get Patrice Bergeron on a one million dollar deal to come play some hockey might be better mm. <laughs> um so we got a busy show for a, a Thursday um also it's Tuesday Dude, I wish what it was is it thir- Thursday? Yeah, I wish it was Thursday. Man, I'm I'm so off my game lately. Stampede took a lot off my brain, yeah. I think. I'm about as sharp as a bag of wet hair. So I <laughs> uh, wanted to ask you something and ask our listeners at 960, 960. How interested are you in the Women's World Cup? Uh, I was 
Listen, you and I will watch it because it's soccer. It, but I want to ask our listeners, mm-hmm. how interested are you in the Women's World Cup? A, right off the bat, I was looking at the times. And I'm like, this is going to be impossible. Yeah, because it's in the middle of the night because it's in Australia you and have, New Zealand. You like I was the, the opening day is Thursday. You'll have two games. You'll have New Zealand and Australia who will open the tournament as hosts. Yep. Play their first two games, and that'll be like 1.30 in the morning and 4 in the morning. And then there's no games until that evening, 8.30, Canada will play Nigeria. Yeah. And then there's one more game after that at 11 o'clock. Yeah, I mean, hell, if I didn't have to get up at 4.30 in the morning or 5 in the morning every day, I'd Mm. I'd probably, yeah, you know, watch a little bit. It's, it's, it it will be tough. It's 30, for me, it's just, it's the time that's going to keep me from not watching it. Because I Mm. will, I would love to watch it. But that Australia, New Zealand is just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, find a way. That Canada game is not the worst to be over by like 1030. Yeah. So that's not the worst. But That's late for Matty Rose. That is late for Matty Rose. He gets crabby when the games go that late. <laughs> but I uh, want to get, do you want us to have a guest on it? 960, 960, name and location, tee it up. I think we could potentially have an intern doing a report. Shan, are you here next week? Uh, I'm not, unfortunately. Uh, do we have an intern next week? I think Ben will be back. Oh, Ben's back. Yeah, yeah, Ben's back uh, sometime in August, I believe. Well, that doesn't help us next well, week. I don't. Next week is July still, um, Azam. That's the voice of Azam. We still got a lot of men in studio today. Azam's here. GVP's here. Intern Shan's here. Do we have an intern next week? No, we do not. Oh, oh all right. So there goes that idea. Well, you're not even here, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, well, that's fine. But <laughs> um, but also, uh, Matty Rose doing uh, Women's World Cup is always fun. Did you see that French uh, Women's World Cup hype video, which was just the men shooting and scoring goals, and then at the end they just have women's highlights? Well, that organization is a yeah. train wreck did you over see in that? France. I did not see that. Though, yeah, but that's they have horrible. a hype video for the Women's World Cup. <laughs> it was like and a Mbappe. It's, it's like two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like Griezmann. Like the first two minutes is like like it's a two minute video. The first like ninety seconds is all men's highlights, and oh. then they just get some women's highlights well, at the end. Well, that's nice. Yeah, that's not how you do things. Yeah, that's how they. That's the French hype video for yeah, the Women's well, World Cup. The France organization has uh, not been very good to the women leading up to this. Kind of like been the not paying them, whatnot, trying to fight for equal pay and all that. It, it hasn't been a good lead up for a few nations. And Ireland's been bad. They've got allegations of abuse from their coach, and that's in their Canada's group. Yeah, obviously Canada's got their dark cloud overhanging on their heads with the with the Canada soccer business and their mm-hmm. right for pay and everything like that. So this is going to be a, is a very, uh, it's a polarizing World Cup. There's a lot of storylines. It's probably the U.S. is to lose, but I hope it is for theirs to lose because I'm yeah. sick of it. Yeah, you nobody, know? nobody wants them to win. England has got a really <laughs> good team coming up. They won the Euros. Canada's obviously, you know, there, but they've got a lot of injuries. Um, you know, without Janine Becky here, it, it's going to be tough. We'll see what happens. But, you know, the U.S. is uh, obviously by far the way the favorites. Uh, but they're in a tough group. They got the Dutch, and the Netherlands are also a good squad. They fought them. They played them in the final uh, in 2019. Yeah, we're getting uh, we're getting some texts that people are interested. Want to watch Canada? Love the Women's World Cup. George I mean, Christine it, it, Sinclair, it is her George last, Legend. Yeah, of course. It is her last. So, is it for sure? I mean, you'd think. She's been with the... Like, How many World Cups is this now? Six this is her seven? sixth, seventh World Cup, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. She's been for every World Cup since 03. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the legend Christine Sinclair, uh, Canada 34 to 1 to win the World Cup. It's good value. There is a good value there. The defending Olympic What's champions. That, like seventh favorite? 
Yeah. 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 Is Marta still there from Brazil? I think she's still playing too, right? I don't even know. Look at this hot women's soccer talk, dude. Look at Brazil's World Cup squad. And like, you know, you know why I'm glad you're co-hosting? Yeah, because you're the only one I can have this conversation. Oh, of course. If I if I mentioned Marta to Maddie, with all due respect, Matt Rose, he'd be like, "What now?" Uh Yeah, Marta. Marta will make her sixth appearance. There you go. She's the uh, Christine Sinclair of Brazilian soccer. Again, and 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 again, always a bridesmaid there in Brazil. Always a team that's very hyped, but has not been able to get over the women's World Cup hurdle. Right. So Brazil, we'll see what happens there with them. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of again, I I don't want the United States to win. I really don't. No, and it's because they make you and they rub it in your face. And they're the worst. They rub it they're in your the face. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Because they know they can do it. They know they've got the most funding. They know they've got the best. Yeah, players. of course. They have all the money in the world <laughs> and they use it all to their advantage. And oh, they should. But they are they 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 don't let anybody forget it. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice when Canada beats them, though. It is so sweet, extra sweet. But let's just hope they don't win. Although I did like the Alex Morgan tea celebration. Which oh, is, yeah. When, who do they hammer in that first game? They won like 8 oh, nothing, and they Thailand. Were all, yeah, they were hammering poor Thailand. It was like 11 nothing, yeah. And they're dancing around the graves of Thailand when it was like 10 nothing. I'm that like, was, dial it back a little bit. That was 19 in France. Yeah. Uh, I like how I remember that too. Like, yeah, yeah. they crushed so Thailand. Listen. I like how you knew it was Thailand. I, 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 I it, it was some Southeast Asian country. Listen, if you want a soccer power to talk about, it's Thailand. Watch out, big soccer factory. Oh, look at this, Robin Airdrie. Shout out to Calgary referee uh, Drew Fisher, who is the VAR for Philippines versus Switzerland. Oh, there you go. He go was, team ref. He also did VAR. Uh, That's awesome. The Men's World Cup. Yeah, VAR is cool. Just oh, that was offside by about uh, four centimeters, so it's offside. It's no goal. Uh, where did it find anything in it here? The U.S. Yes, it was Thailand. Yes, a thirteen nil over 13 Thailand. Nil. Yeah. Thirteen nothing actually, yeah. Patrick. Not nil. Alex Morgan had five goals. Yeah, poor Alex Morgan. Five <laughs> goals. Uh, Bana from Horizon, a women's world cup will be great if Canada does great. Gold medalists. Yeah, I think I think this country will They're, tap they out of Canada's. Be, they should be the group favorites. Australia's a good squad, but I think Canada's probably like, a little bit like, marginally better. Who do they play? Ireland and Nigeria? Yeah. So I mean, they, we should they destroy sh- them. They should be group favorites. Yes. Yeah. But the thing is, the pool's very shallow in women's soccer. How many teams are in this World Cup? 32. Oh, boy. Yeah. There's going to be some lopsided scores in this one. Yeah. And uh, I like, I mean, yeah, it, it, there's still a giant. It's, it's not as bad as women's hockey is with the discrepancy between top nations. But yeah, I mean, Group A. New Zealand, their host, they're probably not going to do the greatest. They're in with Norway. The Philippines are there as well. Switzerland. It's some good stories. Like Jamaica's here. Haiti is here. Uh, the Philippines. So there's a lot of good like nations making their first appearances or first appearances in a while here. So mm-hmm. so definitely some good good stories to watch. Germany's obviously always a favorite. Yep. Uh, France is still a good squad despite all the controversy leading up to them. You have to them. see that hype video. Yeah, I'm gonna go. It's just that. Mbappe highlights, and then it's like, oh yeah, the oh, women yeah, at the end, ladies are playing. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah, no, that's that's very France. I got a text to uh, the U.S. can beat it. Yeah, damn yeah. right they can. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants the U.S. to win. Please, please not the Americans. Like they are, like, the Americans are in a they're in a I don't want to say tough group. Netherlands are the toughest team they have to face because that was the final. I'm telling you, 
That was the final in 2019. I'm surprised the microphones haven't melted with this hot women's soccer talk right now that we're doing. You know, either half the people aren't working or, you know, they're just chilling, you know, yeah. whatever. They're not up. These are the people that they, they, they care. These are hardcores. You know, they know that there's not a lot to go no, around there's this red time hot. Of year. No, this is red hot like, Women's World Cup Like, as much talk. as there is a lot to talk about baseball, yeah. it's still tough to not talk about. It's just the Blue Jays. And everything else just falls yeah. out after that. Well, actually, I watched last night. I watched Angels a ton Dod- of baseball. Angels, Yankees. I watched Dodgers and uh, oh. Orioles. I mixed in some Cardinals and Marlins. Mm-hmm. I watched some Angels and Yankees I last do. night with Shohei Otani with that yeah. incredible two-run shot to yeah. tie up the game. Yeah, 59. Why even pitch to him? <laughs> Give him the Bonds treatment. He is literally. They gave the him the Bonds treatment. He's the closest thing to Bonds we've seen. Yeah, it's like, okay, four. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know why they're pitching to him. And then he hits a two-run jack, ties the game. Angels walk it off in the 10th. Because it's always like, hey, just... Like, and it's not like, oh, putting him on base is tough, too. Like, it's not like anybody around him can hit. <laughs> like, I I was watching that game last night, and he's obviously, which is incredible, far and away the most talented player in Major League Baseball. I was thinking about this last night, and how can you even trade for that guy? It's like trading for Connor McDavid. It's a little different in baseball because you can front load it with prospects, and I get it. You don't have to take too much off your Major League roster, and I get that, but it's just like, the guy is so much more talented than everybody else in the sport. There's, what does that trade even look there's like? There's never been a trade done this. To try, I haven't even tried to look at, at what possible trades might look like for Shohei Otani. Yeah, like what do you have to trade him your top four prospects in your organization? And again, that's not even what MLB top 100 thinks your prospects are. That's what the organi- That's what that organization thinks yeah. of your prospects. So they could think of somebody who's not even ranked and be like, I want that guy. Yeah, it was like the Soto deal. Remember, all yeah. Juan Soto, you have to trade all your prospects for Juan Soto. Yeah. Well, even last year in the, uh, in the, in the, you know, it was very minor trade, but the, the Jays giving away Nick Frasso for Miles White or Mitch White, sorry. Yeah. And like, okay, Nick Frasso, like a lot, even like casual Jays fan, like, okay, it was Nick Frasso. Mm-hmm. Dodgers love Nick Frasso. So that's what I'm trying to say. Like, Teams yeah, will just you know pick what? and choose whoever they want. Obviously, they're going to take teams, your number one prospect. See, the, the Dodgers are really smart. They really hype up their prospects and like they the Yankees they were, do. And the Angels said they weren't going to trade to the Dodgers. Yeah. The, so yeah, if the you Yankees want them, sign them. Did you see the dude in the uh, in the game last night had a Shoei Otani head, but with the Yankees hat on it? Oh, that doesn't make any sense. He did. I he know. was at the game, yeah. an obnoxious Yankees fan, and he just had the giant head of Shohei with the Yankees He ain't going on. east, guys. He's not going to he'll go east during the deadline, but he ain't going east in December. No, he's not going to stay. No, because he wants to stay closer to Japan. Exactly. Yeah. And totally I, makes sense. I mean, I wouldn't want to leave the West Coast either. No, I wouldn't. Like, whether. Yeah, well, okay. Okay. <laughs> but let's. What if he hit on that short porch and right at Yankee Stadium? How many bombs is that guy going to hit? I wouldn't even want to watch any Jays Yankee game. Yeah, because he's a left handed, <laughs> like, again, that left handed power bat and that little, well, obviously to right field. Yeah, that's it. it home run after home run. It's a bit of a joke. Yeah, of just a go Judge Otani, 2 3. Boom, boom. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, and by the way, he's on the mound. And then, like, oh, what's your playoff rotation? Garrett Cole, Shoei Otani. They'll still bad. lose. The, they'll, they'll still, still lose. lose. <laughs> yeah, because they're old. And guys like Josh Donaldson is, uh, isn't doing anything. When Glaber Torres. Uh, I think um, Kevin Barker brought this point up yesterday. When Glaber Torres is your best hitter, you got issues. Yeah, you got issues. Glaber Torres is Ian Happ. Yeah, they're statistically the same player. Yeah, just crazy. <laughs> um, like I said, busy show today. Uh, the new head coach of the Calgary Wranglers, uh, Trent Call, going to join us at eight o'clock. We'll talk some NHL rumors with Dennis Bernstein. We're going to really, we're going to li- really try to mine for some gold at eight thirty. We're gonna panhandle. I don't. Even, I don't know. Like metal detector. I don't know any more 
we're going to really try to strike gold with some NHL rumors at 8.30. Uh, Joe Yurden um, wrote a cool piece about um, rebuilds and uh, the unicorn, John Morosi, uh, going to join us <laughs> at the top of the hour. MLB NHL Network um, as well. I uh, wanted to ask you, too, uh, before we get to the uh, Rose Report starring Patrick Dumont, um, the deadline to sign franchise tags for running backs yes. yesterday. Yeah. Um, Saquon Barkley, not happy. <laughs> Josh Jacobs not happy. The running back fraternity is not happy. No, uh, I, no, no, no. I have it in the morning report, but we yeah, we could totally get into on that if you like. And um, saw this tweet yesterday. Uh, I can't remember who did it, but kickers make more money on the average than running backs in the NFL right now. Yeah, and I've made this point before, and yesterday it was even more glaring. Is there a position more that's so vital yet? I don't see. To me, goaltending and the running back position in the NFL have a lot of parallels. We used to think it was so vitally important to have a star running back. Those days of Emmett Smith and Terrell Davis, Walter Payton winning you a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. those days are gone. Mm-hmm. You could win a Super Bowl with, like, look at all the running backs the Patriots won the Super Bowl with. Well, the Chiefs didn't win with a thousand yard back. No, they didn't. It's, it's, it's just, and just like goaltending. Yep. F- Aiden Hill, God bless him. Stanley Cup champion Darcy with a golden Kemper. Darcy Kemper. Like, the list goes on. Corey Crawford was a good goalie, but never like the upper echelon in the NHL. Cam Ward. I mean, Cam Ward was really good that playoff. Yeah, he won the Conn Smythe. He was um, incredible. But that's what I mean. Like really, the, the goalies that aren't like, you don't think of Cam Ward as, hey, he's what the I'm best saying ever is, play. You don't need to pay a running back yeah. like when the Cowboys <clears throat> paid Zeke so much money. You and don't Zeke. need to pay your goaltender that much money in the salary cap oh. to win, win a championship. And it's unfortunate because the running backs essentially they're just a projectile. Yeah, they go out there and get hit all the time. They're a product of the NFL, like of their own system. Like literally they're a position that was created. If you don't want to pay them, then you might as well just get rid of the position altogether and like why do we even have it? Why don't we just not have why do we just have because you still need guys to be that lead blocker on some plays, to be to stay in for pass protection and whatnot. So you need a bigger body back there. You can't just throw a a, a little skinny slot receiver to be behind the running, but the behind the quarterback. Yeah, he's going to get destroyed. But yeah, it is. It's it's really it's really just telling. Just not, like the amount of names that came to the defense of uh, of the, of Saquon, Tony Pollard, and Josh Jacobs after this guy's tweet was like, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, and it's it's funny. It's the guys that all got paid. Yeah, you know, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. I mean, Austin Eckler didn't get paid, and he was still trying to find a trade, but he's still going to play for the Chargers this year. But yeah, it, it, it's it is kind of sad, but I get it. I totally understand it because yes, the way the offenses have changed in this league, it's now a passing league, and we just need a guy that can literally just do this job. Get us four and a half yards per carry. We're doing all right. Yeah, just like, get, in, just like in goaltending. You, you, you. And Christian McCaffrey, he's a different type of guy. He can line up at receiver. He can be all over the field. Same with Austin Eckler. Well, so, so Saquon Barkley had yeah. an incredible season last There's, year. Like running backs aren't just the ground and pound style no, no, anymore. No. They are evolved into more of the passing game. They right. have to be. But again, but like just like in goaltending, yeah. why would I want to pay my running back X number of dollars That's in the salary cap when I'd much rather put it in other more key positions? Yep. Yeah. Like your offensive field. line, <laughs> and again, but that's that. That's why it's it's such a catch twenty two yeah. in hockey too. It's just like you need great goaltending, yeah. but you shouldn't pay for it because you won't be able to win because your salary cap, you're too much money's uh, allocated yeah, I mean, to your goaltending. That just doesn't make any sense. Is Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky, the most expensive goalie to win a cup in the last decade? Yeah, he probably is. Yeah, like Carey Price got to the cup final. Well, I guess yeah, yeah, he never won, but he didn't win. 
but you're better off using that salary cap money somewhere else on mm-hmm. defense, yep. you know, in your top six. Down the middle. Sure. But again, super important. Mm-hmm. Can't win a Stanley Cup without great goaltending. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily have to be a great <laughs> goaltender. It just takes great a guy to be good for six right. or seven games. <laughs> yeah. Like Tony Pollard is absolutely dynamic. I yep. know why the Cowboys cut Zeke because Tony Pollard is a guy who's going to pop off this year, yep. especially if you're into fantasy football. But they could also find a Tony Pollard in round six next year in the draft. That's right. That's what I mean. Like it's just it's it's so and even Dalvin <laughs> Cook is still twisting in the wind. Yeah, where's he, Dalvin Cook going? He's gonna have to wait probably till there's an injury or camp to sign yeah. for. And a, he's Dalvin Cook, and he's really it. good. Yeah, and he's coming off his best year and the first full year that he played 17 games in. Yeah, so that's right. Oh, we played 17 games. Ooh, it's too much work for him. <laughs> um, how lean is the Rose Report? Today? Uh, it's not that lean. No, it's not like a diet edition of the Rose Report. It's not a uh, keto friendly edition. Um. No, I mean it's it's not thick like November December. Are you talking about how my man Kenny Lawler is allowed yes. to play for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers yeah, now? Kenny the King Lawler. Yes, I uh, got that. Kenny Lawler got running back. Got uh, <laughs> what you got to pay to go see Lionel Messi on Friday? Oh, really? Yeah, uh, Joel Embiid does he want out of Philly? Mm. Um, yeah. So there's there's some things. Jay signed their draft pick. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, the unicorn John Morosi is going to join us at seven o'clock. Uh, Joe Yurden um, does a great Sabres podcast. Uh, he does some stuff for the Bleacher Report. Uh, ranking teams in a rebuild. Uh, I wrote a great piece on that. Uh, we'll talk to him at 7 o'clock. And uh, the new head coach of your Calgary Wranglers, Trent Cull, at 8 o'clock. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show. It's a Tuesday. No Matty Rose. Patrick Dumont. Sportsnet 960, the fan. You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, Patrick Dumont co-hosting. The top of the hour, John Morosi, the real John Morosi, MLB NHL Network. We'll talk to Joe Yurden. Bleacher Report. That's a couple cool podcasts. I wrote a nice piece yesterday about uh, giving grades with teams and rebuilds. He likes the Sabres rebuild, too. Of course he does. And why wouldn't you with uh, the blue line that team yeah, has? Yeah, because this year they finally get to the playoffs. Is it? Okay, it's, who doesn't make it then? It's been, what, they have the longest route now in the NHL? Yeah, who doesn't make it? See, everybody mm-hmm. says, oh, they make the playoffs. I know, it's out. so easy. It's so easy to say. What, the Panthers are going to miss? Yeah, I mean, can you really bank on a team that just went to the Stanley Cup final? I mean, they had to play, what, like 800 hockey down the stretch just to get in? Yeah. Yeah, I could see Florida falling out. Okay. But again, we this is a team that Buffalo... like. Oh, Pittsburgh's going to be out too? Pittsburgh year? is a possible... Like, I mean, Pitt- There's another team. But they, they got better. What did... Did, did they, they, though? Or age is... Uh, age is just... Age is the worst yeah. thing going for them. But they're a team that wants Carlson. If they go go and get Carlson, it could change some things on that blue. Obviously, it won't change it defensively, but it'll right. help them offensively. I don't know. Yeah, but it's it's it's, it's a clunky clunky conference in the East. There's a lot yeah. of teams that you think they can get in, but then yep. there's teams that like they're gonna fall out. Um, it's time for the uh, Rose Report slash Morning Report, brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, you choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by ten percent on Fifty First Ave and Third Street Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. No, this is Patrick. Yeah, time for the morning report. 
Uh, what do we got here? We got some uh, Calgary Flames roundabout news. While the Wranglers, they named their next head coach. His name is Trent Cull. Uh, spent the last season as an assistant with the Vancouver Canucks before being let go alongside Bruce Boudreau. Uh, before that, he spent five seasons with their AHL affiliate in Utica and Abbotsford, compiling a record of 161, 116, and 32. Also spent, the past, spent three years as a head coach of the Sudbury Wolves. Uh, the assistant GM and general manager of the Wranglers, Brad Pascal. Uh, he joined the boys on Sportsnet today and uh, yesterday, and he spoke about the hire. Yeah, it was a really thorough process. Talked to a number of, uh, of of great candidates, internal, external candidates, and you know, ultimately, you know, we're we're really excited to have Trent in the mix. We think he's, uh, you know, he's a really good fit for our organization. Um, great communicator, uh, really good teacher, and uh, you know, an overall just really good personality. And, and um, yeah, we're really excited to name Trent today. And uh, you know, we know that he, you know, he'll continue the focus of uh, player development with our group, and and we just felt that he was the the right person at uh, at this time for our for our development stream. Yeah, Cole's going to be taking over a pretty solid AHL affiliate here in Calgary. Obviously, we'll see what 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 what's what's going to happen with Jake Capelche and Matthew Coronado, but expected them to be on the Flames opening night roster. Yep. So. Uh, Wranglers will have to uh, dig deep, find some scoring. We'll see what guys can graduate up to the Wranglers this year. Uh, but it's a good hire. It's a, it's a hire that makes sense. A guy that's been around sure. the juniors. He's been around. He's an, an AHL lifer. Uh, played there. Coached there. He knows how to win in this league. I'm interested to see how it works in a Canadian market. I know it's it's kind of different. I know it's not really different, but mm-hmm. having the NHL team in the same building is, is kind of cool. So, yeah, Trent Call will join us uh, to kick off the 8 a.m. hour. Thoughts? Any thoughts? No, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. To be honest with you, Patrick, I've never yeah. heard of the guy. No, until yeah, yesterday. exactly. So we have to uh, again. He was on Boudreaux's lunch. staff in Vancouver as yeah. an assistant, which yeah. is fine. Again, there's so many assistant uh, mm-hmm. coaches in the NHL you don't really focus yeah. on. And yeah, I, I heard some of the interview yesterday on Sportsnet today. Seems like a fun guy. I'm looking forward to talking to him at eight o'clock. Yeah, uh, Wranglers also announced that they retained their assistants Joe Sorella and Don Nackbauer as well as video coach Daniel Johnston and uh, goalie developmental coach Mackenzie Skapsky. Uh, NHL news from yesterday. Connor Bedard signed his entry-level deal yesterday with the Hawks on his 18th birthday. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's a standard three-year $950,000 deal. It's so hilarious how little the rookies make in this league. Yeah, uh, He'll make more in uh, endorsements not probably. Not like in the NFL. No, not at, not at all. Right. And, uh, it's not at all. But he'll probably make more in endorsements alone this year. Uh, there were also some re-signings yesterday. The Avs extended their newly acquired Ford Ross Colton on a 4 by 4 deal where Colton was traded for a second-round pick in this past June's draft. That was originally Montreal's. Tampa selected right-winger Ethan Gauthier. Oliver Wallstrom's back for at least one more kick at the can with the Isles. The Jets gave Morgan Barron a two-year deal with an AAV of $1.35 million, And the Coyotes came to terms with one of their key pieces of the future in Matthias Michelli on a three-year bridge deal worth $3.425 million. Uh, the Finn finished fourth in Caller Trophy voting this past season with 11 goals and 49 points in 68 games. Uh, and the fallout of the sexual assault allegations hitting Hockey Canada continues with another massive sponsor dropping out. Nike has ended their relationship with Hockey Canada. In an email to Sportsnet, a Nike sports spokesperson said, uh, we will continue to provide on-ice product for Hockey Canada athletes as a, our on-ice partnership with the IIHF, but our individual partnership with the Federation has end so I'm assuming uniforms. I don't know how that works. I'm assuming they still use the. You know, I don't know. Uh, the termination just comes one month after uh, company Nike formerly ran Bauer 
return to Hockey Canada. Uh, back in October, Nike announced that they were pausing their relationship with the organization. Mm. Uh, other top sponsors like Esso, Telus, and Tim Hortons suspended their relationship last summer. Doesn't this just feel like the calm before the storm when we hear this announcement? Yeah. On what what, what went down at the World Juniors the a few years ago? Team. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that group cannot be involved in any Hockey Canada work. Uh, that includes the World Championships, Olympics, anything going forward. So we, there's some big names on that team. Kale McCarr is one of them as well. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that uh, investigation. But yeah, Nike, the biggest sponsor that Canada yeah. has, out. Uh, Fanatics is going to take over the jerseys, apparently. Oh, are they? Uh, the hopefully, inter- can you think they can spell Canada correctly on I the don't sweater? Know, with a K? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, let's go to baseball now. Uh, Bluebirds, they're rolling thunder and pouring rain on the standings of lately, coming uh, win- uh, coming in winners of their What are la- they doing in the standings? They're rolling thunder and pouring rain. It's the opening lyrics to Hell's Bells. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, winners of uh, eight of their or nine of their or, yeah eight of their eight of their last nine. Uh, back at it with some more hot hot NL West interleague action uh, with yeah. very uh, disappointing uh, San Diego Padres coming into town. Padres on the loose. Let's go, Goose. That's what's in. Yeah, the Friars came into 2023 with the third highest payroll in all of Major League Baseball, proving money doesn't buy everything. As the number one team on that payroll, the Mets can attest to. The Padres are uh, 10 games back of first in the NL West, eight back of the final wild card, and with a record of 44 and 50, and losers of three in a row. All the pitching matchups are definitely marquee. The names are there in the lineup for the Padres as well Machado, Soto, Tatis. Uh, like I mentioned, big name pitching matchups over the next three days as well. Tonight will be Alec Manoa in his second start since getting called up from, uh, from uh, the FCL and Double A. He'll go up against the former J draft pick that we never signed. Joe Musgrove, you Darvish will go on Wednesday, and then Blake Snell will wrap it up on Thursday. Perhaps the Jays get a look at a name they perhaps might want to add from this Juan Padres Soto? group. Who knows? No, no, no way they no. can do But maybe Juan Blake Soto. Snell. Who knows? Uh, from this group, uh, Padres group this week. Uh, we'll have tonight's game for you at 5 o'clock right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, you can watch it over on Sportsnet West. Uh, the Jays also announced yesterday that they signed their first-round pick from last week's draft. Arjun Namala, the shortstop, was committed to go to Florida State in the fall. He'll reportedly get a $3 million signing bonus, which is uh, below the slot value of $3.746 million, which is usually given to the 20th overall pick. The Jays only have a pool of just over a shade over $6.5 million to work with to sign their picks. So this definitely offers them some flexibility to get the rest of their picks done. I remember the day where the, J- the Jays struggled to sign their first round picks and draft picks in general. Uh, the organization, uh, so credit the organization for changing that. I think a lot of it applies to that Dunedin right. facility as well as uh, Arjun was there, and he was uh, taking BP yesterday at Rogers Center, so that, that's really good to see him. He's, he's going to be a talent for sure. Uh, one more off day for the Calgary Stampeders before they get back on the practice field as they get ready for the Ottawa Red Blacks this week. Uh, some news elsewhere around the league. This is big for Toronto George and our Fantasy League. Uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have activated receiver Kenny the King yes. Lawler. Uh, following, I call him the king. Yeah. Call, Nobody else does. Following some immigration issues stemming from pleading guilty to impaired driving back in Not 2021. Cool. Uh, he says he's really sorry. I'm so excited about yeah, I know the Bombers are excited to get him back as well. Uh, Lawler will be in the lineup this Thursday in the Week 7 opener against the Windless Elks. Bombers opened up as a 15.5 point favorites. Uh, do I got to pick up Crumb? You might have to. Or the guy in Hamilton. because Who's uh, the guy in Hamilton? Oh, uh, Porter? Powell? Taylor Powell. Yeah. yeah that crumb was electric in that game against the sure Bombers. Was. I might have to pick that guy <laughs> up. I don't have a quarterback crumb. this week because yeah, so the Owls are on a bye. Yeah, you might need Dustin Crumb or uh, yeah. Taylor Powell. Yeah, my man Cody Fajardo. 
on a bye. Yeah. But I got my man Boris Beatty. Yeah. That kicker is built like a square. <laughs> I love watching him kick. He's built like a square. He is. And that defense with the Argos, boy. Oh, yeah. Argos are really good. They're 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 okay. forced right now. Uh, the deadline. I don't know what's hotter on this show today: hot CFL talk or hot women's, women's World, World Cup, Cup talk. Whoa, it's the so summer. hot. Uh, the deadline is coming gone for tag players to sign long-term deals. That includes three starting running backs: Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, and Josh Woo. Jacobs will all play on the franchise tag this season. Barkley tweeted earlier in the day, "It is what it is." But as the day turned into night, fellow NFL running backs. Took to Twitter defending of they did. running backs after a tweet from ESPN's Matt Miller that read, been saying it for years, one, draft a running back, two, play the running back. If he's good, three, franchise that running back one time, and then repeat number one, draft a running back. Yeah. So it's obviously Matt Miller trying to be funny, but it's true. That is the, that is the life yeah. of an NFL running back and, nowadays. And we've seen it, and it continues to happen. Once they hit that magical yeah. age of 30, yeah, problem. I worry about Aaron Jones in Green Bay. Is that guy's been a consistent 1100 yard guy, been good in the passing game, but he's reached that 30 mark now. Mm-hmm. Is this where he starts to go down? They got AJ Dillon there as well. Uh, also, um, the Giants don't want to pay Saquon Barkley yet. They took him second overall in the draft. That's what I mean. You you yeah. take a guy that high and you yes. don't pay him. Zeke got a second deal and he was taken fourth. And Saquon, albeit he can't be stay healthy, he's probably better than Zeke is. Oh no! Yeah, by I, far, yeah, yes. Zeke is not. Zeke might. Zeke's hardly never playing again. That's how bad Zeke Elliott is, and has fallen off. The explosiveness just isn't there anymore from Zeke. But Saquon Barkley was incredible. Yeah, this past well, season with Saquon and the catching Giants, passes yeah. out of the backfield. What? What? Danny Dimes not going to have Saquon if to I'm, dump the ball if off to? I'm all three of those running backs. Mainly, if I'm Saquon, I do not show up until the Friday before Week One. Hmm. You why don't take, have to. Why take one hit? Why? Why even bother? You're gonna make me on the yeah. on the tag. I am not coming to training camp. Yeah, but doesn't it have Le'Veon Bell vibes from yeah, back exactly. in the day? Le'Veon and, Bell was and, the last and one. And to I sit just out. read something on Twitter that he's very regretful how his time it ruined Le'Veon Bell. It ruined Pretty Le'Veon much. Bell's career. He never. He was never the same guy. And he's one of the most dynamic backs in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you just look at around the league. I, uh, I, Josh Jacobs had a renaissance year last year. Yeah, after they didn't pick up his option. I would not want to pay Josh Jacobs. Yeah. He's there's a lot of there's no. a lot of wear on that tire. Saquon's the most dynamic player. He's still a dynamic player. Although injuries have been a problem with Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley. Finally was healthy last year. Uh, he, he was like, he was a guy. A lot of people even in fantasy football. Well, yep. I'm not taking Saquon Barkley. He's not going to play. Does he for want me. McCaffrey money? Does he want anything close to that? Again, it's right so there, tough like, to pay your running back that much money. <laughs> exactly. Much like my goalie example in the NHL. It, you it, don't want to do it. It is. It's sad to watch this position be so devalued, but it's just the way it goes, and it's way. It, I, yeah, it's Ma- the way the offenses have trended over the last fifteen years. Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be running backs. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to watch. But if I'm those three, I don't show up until uh, week one. Uh, missed this yesterday, but it was uh, one of those really late, late Friday of stamp. Last Friday of Stampede news dumps. Uh, but the Calgary Hitman announced that they mutually parted ways with GM Jeff Chenoweth. After six seasons in charge of the Hitmen, uh, missed oh. the playoffs twice, had the playoffs taken away twice because of COVID, and had one playoff round win. So a slight surprise as we wait for another new hire among CSEC clubs. I know Azam, you've been uh, close with the Hitmen this past year. Thoughts on the Chinooth, uh parting ways? Yeah, I was surprised when it happened because uh, they're also looking for a new assistant coach. Yeah. We don't know who's stepping down, but it's interesting to see. They kind of, kind of feel like it was bound to happen yeah. with how much they missed the playoffs and... 
with the Zach Funk trade, obviously a lot of people didn't like that mm -hmm. because it was kind of for no reason. Yeah, they're still in this Th thing and they needed scoring. Yeah, so they were, <laughs> that's kind of the the tagline. I think yeah. that was the final nail in the coffin. Yeah. There. So uh, as we see, like for uh, for the Calgary Hitman to make a new hire uh, there, uh, Dell the Okotoks Dogs. They were in action last night. Yeah. <gasps> Uh, tornado warning late afternoon, but that didn't delay any baseball as they were playing down at Siemens Stadium late last night against the Lethbridge Bulls. Uh, they fell 4-1. Uh, Come yeah, on! I know. Now Okotoks has a couple days off. Damn it, dogs. Uh, a couple days off. A rarity in the Western uh, Collegiate Baseball League. They pick it back up on Thursday down in Lethbridge. The Cabinet of Soccer Association is coming to Springfield. Frazier Ayers' performance over the weekend earned him a spot in the CPL Team of the Week. Happy for Frazier after uh, returning after a pretty devastating knee injury last year. Uh, the Cavs defenders uh, fit in well, especially as the months turned into summer here. Uh, Cavs in action out in Vancouver this week. Second in the table, two back nice. of Pacific for first and again, yeah. when they start off the season with what three or four straight draws, a lot draws? of draws. Yeah, it was like two draws to start. They, were, they didn't get a win till their fourth game. So yeah, it was Tommy's like, got them humming. Yeah, uh, the rest of the league's kind of come. It's really close. I would, I'd say Vancouver and, and Valor are probably have fallen off the most, but that top Valor. six this is yeah. a terrible. Name. They're named after the I road know. in Winnipeg, but uh, I get it. I know. Uh, Want to go see Lionel Messi on Friday? Sure. Are you are you treating to the flight? Well, my, it's going to cost us. Okay. Fifty-six thousand bucks. What? What? <laughs> Ticket reseller VividSeats.com has tickets being listed as high as fifty-six thousand nine hundred one dollars U.S. to attend Friday's League's Cup match against Cruz Azul. Man, tell me <laughs> if you're not a season ticket holder <laughs> that you are selling those mother bleepers <laughs> like nobody's business. Uh, according to I love you, Messi, but I also want like a hundred gur for I two tickets. I watch this on TV. I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, according to the website, uh, tickets start at 260 bucks, with the average price being $28,580. So the 56000 must be right behind the net. Yeah. It must be right behind there. Uh, it might be a steal because in their next league's cup match, which is set for next week at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta to take on Atlanta United, a single ticket behind the net costs you over $110,000. That's more than the Super Bowl. Yeah. By a lot. That's a ton more than the Super Bowl. To see... Okay, hold on. How much in Atlanta? $110,000. Behind, behind the Mercedes net. Mercedes -Benz at Mercedes-Benz. To sit behind the net. And that, they'll... they'll Cram that thing, 75,000 Again, full. if I'm an Atlanta United uh, season ticket holder, <laughs> I'm like, jackpot. Thank you, Lionel Messi, for coming to the United States. Yeah. I'm going to sell every single <laughs> ticket I have. Exactly. It was like, what, it was 5,600 to go watch Bedard see, here? See, to here look, Calgary? like, this, <laughs> see, this is why we're stupid. Like, as, we as a could, human no, race? No, 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 uh, no us in oh, general on oh, this show. Okay. This is, this is why we're, we work in radio and we make no money. Yeah. Like, even when we heard whispers Messi might go to Miami, we should have looked at the schedule and go, oh, they're playing Atlanta. Potentially, that could be a second game. Get in real and bought, cheap. It bought in, bought like four tickets to that game and then just sold them on the uh, on the, on the the resale market. Yeah. But we're not that smart. <laughs> we're not. Like, like, the way, like, I just laid it out for you. Yeah. Like, now, now you're looking at me yeah. like, oh my God, we should have done that and we would have made a killing. But we're idiots. Yeah. And we didn't do that. No, even if there's the rumors, just like, okay. Just go. Money makes money, there. and that's why we don't have any of it, because we're dumb. Ugh. Right? GVP, when I just laid out that scenario, don't you like, oh my god, that would have been a great idea. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. No, but we're idiots. 
because we don't have that foresight. It's very fair. Like, 10xing my net worth would have been nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would be beautiful. It would be beautiful. Because we're dumb. We're dumb. Be like, hey, I just bought four tickets to Atlanta United, Inter Miami. It's a league's US, cup game. Yeah, U.S. Cup league game. Oh, you're an idiot. How much do those tickets cost you? 150 bucks U.S.? Oh, okay. Now I can sell them for, I don't know, a thousand times their worth? <laughs> Somebody's oh gonna make some like, money. I'm just mad at myself. Yeah, we're going to need that Miami Vice lifestyle to afford uh, even to watch Lionel Messi. Also, Cristiano Ronaldo thinks that the Saudi League is better than the MLS. Of course he does. And he has no plans ever to play in the United States or return to Europe. Sounds like a guy with a cool quarter of a billion dollars he's making from the league. Uh, what do you want him to say? MLS is better? I want to go back to Europe? Yeah. Of course he's going to defend like, the Saudi League. I used league. to be a Ronaldo over Messi guy. Yeah. Not that, anymore. That take is... Yeah, no, take. Uh, and, I mean, just look at the names that have followed Ronaldo to the Saudi League just in the last three No, weeks. but not even the Saudi League. It's just the World Cup put the stamp on that. Uh, yeah, and they're going to get a World Cup in 2030. Yeah. So, back to the Middle wait, East. Wait, wait, wait. Who's getting a World Cup in the... In 2030? The Saudis are going to get a World Cup. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, it's, it was either going to be South America, but they're up against the Saudis. And FIFA's going to look like... Saudi money! Argentina. But where... Okay. Saudi money, Argentina, Uruguay. My, my favorite thing of when the World Cup was in Brazil and when they built that stadium in Manaus in, in the rainforest. You oh, lit- where it like rained and felt like 40 it's, degrees during the game? No, no, it's, <laughs> no, it's a bird toilet now. Yeah. You, you can't get there by car. Yeah. It's either boat or plane yeah. to get to a stadium. Yeah, I don't know why they stuck that game out in the Amazon. Oh, no, because like they wanted they because wanted to represent that part Brazil. of the. Yeah. yeah. But th- thanks, FIFA, for uh, bankrupting the country of Brazil. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, yeah. Mind we'll you, they have a monster economy. But again, if there's one thing that this show does well, is world economics. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's our uh, our footy chat for for the day. Uh, does uh, Joel M- Joel Embiid see himself winning a championship in another city other than uh. Philly? Well, the reigning MVP uh, had a bit of a comment during the uninterrupted sports film festival. Let's hear from the big center. I just want to win a championship. Um, you know, whatever it takes. I don't know what that's going to be, whether it's in Philly or, you know, anywhere else. You know, I just want to have a chance uh, to accomplish that. I want to see what it feels like to win that first one and then you can pick about, you know, the next one. Uh, you know, it's not easy. It is that easy, but I also, it sounds like he was underwater. And But that was at a film festival filmed off somebody's uh, cell phone. Great. So, yeah, it says he loves the challenge of hearing from other players that have been mentioned for MVP and proving himself. He understands it's a business. says he's been extremely blessed, and I hope he is, because he's entering a second year of a four-year $213 million extension. Uh, but, yeah, Joel Embiid, uh, maybe not working on Philly? Of course he wants to win a championship. There's nothing wrong with what he just said. No, nothing. And Philly, the way they run run the show there in, in Sixerland? Yeah. They've had so many chances. Yep. To get Can't to the, get out of the second round. Can't get out of the second round. And who's going to play with him? Who's going to play with Joel Embiid? They missed on Harden. Yep. Or their Harden's gone. Ben Simmons is gone. Never worked out. Who's going to play with him? Mm. So that's what I mean. He's not going to win a championship in Philadelphia. And uh, that's your morning report. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Terrific stuff, Patrick. And it's brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Straight ahead, John Morosi, MLB NHL Network broadcaster, and Joe Yurden, uh, noted Hockey Sabres and Maintenance Day podcast. Bleacher Report contributor all straight ahead. It's the big show, Russick and Rose with Patrick. Sports at 960, the fan.